If you're looking for a podcast to give you tips, tricks, and um, suggestions how to get your dog into his or her Halloween costume. The few times we tried to put anything on our dogs, they were not fans. Uh, eh, no, and we don't have tips, tricks, or suggestions on that topic. Or pretty much anything else. No, this is not that podcast. This is, however, comedy, tragedy, marriage. Welcome to Comedy, Tragedy, Marriage, a podcast where a long-time married couple take turns each episode selecting a movie, TV show, or documentary to watch. We watch it together, then we sit down and discuss why we liked it, loved it, or loathed it, and share that discussion with you. I am Stan the Movie Man. I review films at StanTheMovieMan.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm just going to call it Twitter. X-Twit. Uh, I just, no, it's Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, at MovieManStan. You can follow the podcast, at CTMarriage. And I'm also on Spoutable, Threads, and Blue Sky, all as at StanTheMovieMan. If you have a question or a suggestion for something for us to watch, you can send that to us via email. Send that to comedytragedymarriage at gmail.com. You can also, of course, leave us a voice message by clicking the link in the description of this episode on the podcast app of your choice. Joining me, as always, and taking the lead in this particular episode yeah. is uh, my other half. Maud the Rabbit Broad. Oh. Fortunately, I've had my shot, so everything should be fine. It was okay. Calm down. Uh, spooky season continues, and we are—if you hadn't guessed already—doing a Stephen King-themed spooky season. So far. Well, and next week will be Stephen King as well. Oh, you already know what you want to do. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, look at you thinking ahead. Um. Uh, so it was your choice this week. So why don't you uh, tell everybody what we watched? Um, continuing with the Stephen thing, you can go ahead and wipe that off. Stan's been skeeter bit or something, I, or was that? I scratched the back of my hand and it's bleeding a it's little bleeding. bit, and I have Here, nothing. this is red. Well, no, I'm not going to, uh, no. Whatever, okay. It'll anyway. be fine. It'll be fine. Don't uh, worry about it. We are so old married people. Yes, we are. Uh, anyway, um, it was my mods turn this week to pick something, and since we are in hashtag spooky season, and we have been watching um, Stephen King things, I decided, that since I am such the dog lover and miss being a dog mom, um, that we would watch 1983's Cujo, mm. um, based on the 1981 Stephen King novel of the same name. Um, the film was written by Don Carlos Dunaway and Barbara Turner, who actually used the pseudonym Lauren Currier um, for this particular screenplay. The film starred uh, Dee Wallace, Daniel Hugh Kelly, um, Ed Lauter, Christopher Stone, who was actually Dee Wallace's husband at the time, and for a period of time, she actually um, hyphenated her name and went as um, Dee Wallace Stone. Mm -hmm. um, and introducing Danny Pintaro. Um, this was his first film role, and he later on went to um, went on to star in the TV sitcom Who's the Boss? 
um, and other stuff. Yes. So um, the, the wiki thumbnail sketch merely says, the film follows a mother and her son who are trapped inside their car while protecting themselves from a rabid St. Bernard. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so, but there's more to the story. Oh, quite a bit more, yeah. Um, the, the father of this family, played by Daniel Hugh Kelly, um, is a high-powered advertising executive, and they have they live in this beautiful, um, large, gorgeous home in Maine, overlooking a body of water. I'm assuming it's the Atlantic Ocean, but you know who can be sure. Um, but when we see it, you know, from a distance, panoramic shot, it's it's the view is lovely. Mm -hmm. um, he is a high-powered advertising executive. Um, Dee Wallace as mom appears to just be a stay-at-home stay mom at the time. Just? That is a very non-feminist thing it, it, to I'm say. sorry, there's, that was cringe and I apologize. She appears to work inside the home, from the home. Um, For making, the home. Making the kid. home, yes. yes. She has um, Danny Pintaro as their little boy. He's little, but he's big enough to be in school because we see her doing pickup, drop off, all that kind of thing. Um, their house is being renovated, and um, there is a the town carpenter um, is also building some cabinetries. He builds a table for them. This is the character played by Christopher Stone. Um, how shall we say? Um, handmade furniture is not the only stuff getting nailed, hammered, and screwed because he is also having an affair with um, mom. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Uh, he's, very, he's very good with his hand tools. Apparently so. He's, he's the town carpenter and also the town stud. And he's, you know, laying, laying planks. Actually, that would be laying pipe. Sorry, I'm. I'm. He's sorry. not a plumber, at no. least not that we know of. Although he could be a man of many hidden skills and talents, we yes. don't know. Um. Anyway, so there's that that's going on. She obviously feels bad about the situation and breaks it off, and that's just kind of a kind of a subplot that doesn't really go much of anywhere. But um, Ed Lauter plays um, a mechanic who lives um, in kind of very humble surroundings. And it looks like a rundown farm that he just, he doesn't actually do any farming. Yeah, he, but he has his garage on mm -hmm. site there and he works on cars and trucks and things. And um, dad drives a red hot Jaguar. Mom, Dee Wallace, drives a sad sort of banana-colored banana yellow Ford Pinto. Mm -hmm. And the Ford Pinto is constantly having trouble. Mm -hmm. And so they, they are going to take it to Ed Lauder's garage to get worked on. Um, Ed Lauder's wife is... Um, you know, a character we don't see a whole heck of a lot of. They have a son. Cujo is their dog. Yes. Cujo belongs to the mechanic and his family. Mm -hmm. The mechanic is not nice to his wife. No. And um, his wife wins $5,000 in the lottery. 
And so as part of lottery winnings, she buys him a piece of equipment for his garage, which the, is... Uh, engine hoist, I uh, believe is what they called hoist, it. Or yeah. Engine hoist, yeah. Winch, something. Winch, some sort of winch. Yeah. So, some expensive thing that they couldn't have afforded, mm -hmm. except she tells him that she's won the lottery. So um, as part of her lottery winnings, she is going to take a trip to Connecticut to visit family and take her kid with her. Her husband doesn't know that she's actually planning to leave him, but he obviously also doesn't seem to care much because when he finds out that, you know, she's going to go to Connecticut to quote unquote visit family, he gets together with his really, um, really live on a dump kind of friend and they're gonna go party and gamble and spend part of the money on you know loose women loose women and gambling alcohol and alcohol all manner of you know malfeasance and yes. um, bad investments so um, this is important because um, when Dad, Daniel Hugh um, Kelly, or whatever his name is. Yes. Correct. Yes. Um, when he fails to take the Pinto to the garage, um, Mom, Dee Wallace, ends up taking the car to the garage herself, and there's nobody there at the garage. Well, we've entirely missed the whole thing about Cujo. Cujo oh, has yeah, been Cujo chasing, starts the movie, yeah. Yeah, Cujo's been chasing a rabbit, and he, he chases the rabbit to, into a hole. It's a hole that actually opens up into a big cavern. Mm -hmm. And in that cavern, aside from the rabbit, is a bunch of bats. A bunch of bats. And as he's barking, he disturbs the bats, and one of them comes down and bites him on the nose. Yeah. Now, that is how Cujo is infected with rabies. Yeah, bats carry rabies. Yes, even though they don't foam at the mouth and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, they, but they are a carrier of it. And so Cujo Yeah, sorry, becomes, I got way the heck ahead of myself. You were all involved with the people. Yeah, people suck. We hate them. Yeah. That's and, why we love dogs. Yeah. I felt bad for Cujo. I did too. But uh, anyway, Cujo becomes infected. And after a few days, he really starts showing symptoms. And he's covered in some sort of goo yeah he's like and he's got this 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 yellow pus it looks like running out of his eyes oh yeah i snot it's horrible and really good makeup effects though yeah and of course he's constantly drooling because he's a saint bernard foaming but he's it's but like he's foamy drool because rabies rabies uh, because it makes it difficult to swallow so is that why that's they froth why at the mouth yes um and that and the fact that they're you know insane. harboring toxins and blah, well, blah blah yeah so um uh he becomes extremely aggressive and after the mom and the son leave um to go visit the sister at lauder's mm -hmm. place the mechanics the mechanics people um uh, cujo winds up attacking both uh, the dad and the dad's friend who uh -huh. he's going to go carousing with and kills them both. Yeah, so they're not gone so much as gone. Gone, very gone. Yeah, no. very gone. 
Um, and th uh, that is one of the first really gross things we see as far as a human is concerned. Mm -hmm. um, because when he um, eats, <laughs> eats the throat out of um, Mr. Mechanic's friend, that is some really gnarly makeup effects there. And we, we see that and it looks very, you know, realistic and, and good. Um, particularly for 1983, I think. Um, but yeah, it was gross. Um, this, and again, the makeup, makeup effects on the dog with like the eye, the snotty eye pus mm -hmm. and the, you know, flinging, stringing, foamy drool and all of that. Some of which, you know, was maybe natural for the St. Bernard, but, um, but yeah, his his fur is encrusted with like um, mud and partially blood, I think, and um, just gross. He lo he looks horrible. He looks he turns from a, a lovable Saint Bernard into a very monstrous looking creature. Mm -hmm. So what are you looking for? You keep talking. I I got nothing to say. I'm here for the ride. Um, we did do a little bit of research. Four different dogs portrayed Cujo in this film, as well as a stuntman in a St. Bernard suit. Yes, and a uh, Great Dane and something else mix. Uh, yeah, also. Great Dane and... Yeah, I think it was three St. Bernards and a Great Dane-St. Bernard mix. Uh, um. I think that was... Anyway... There were four different dogs and a stuntman in a dog suit who um, portrayed poor, poor Cujo. Yes, uh, the stuntman is the one who's ramming his head into the side of into the, the car. Into the side of the car, um, which, for what it was, didn't look bad. I mean, it's like it's he was kind of doggy looking in his dog suit. Um D. Wallace and Danny Pintaro, when they're trapped inside the car, um, there's some some really good acting taking mm -hmm. place here because it's like they you you believe that they're terrified. Mm -hmm. um, it's also the dead of summer, and so it's hot, and they're sweaty, and they they're almost down to the very last few drops of their water, and so it's it's. Um, a huge portion of the, the action in the film actually takes place inside the car. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like you, I found myself like the anxiety, it was palpable. Oh, yeah. For me, because I was like, oh, ugh, I could feel how hot it was. It was very tactile for me, mm -hmm. the sensation of just that sweaty hot fear mm -hmm. um you could you can almost smell the fear mm -hmm. and i'm sure that the dog could smell the fear and you know that's part of that primal um angst that that is evoked by this enormous dog like you know head button the car uh, ripping the um, the door ripping handle the door handles off the passenger off. side, um, breaking the window on the passenger side. Yeah, they're 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 in a fight for their life, mm -hmm. and they have they don't really have anything to fight with. No, they they have they have no weapons at their disposal, 
the only weapon uh, that can be found is a baseball bat the laying in the yard mm -hmm. and mom can't ever quite get to that because uh, at when, least for a while yeah when Cujo you know walks away from the car she's like okay can I make a break for it can I get to the bat and she does try once and then Cujo's all you know you know up and running toward her and she has to take shelter back inside the car again um it, it's really um very the suspense is good mm -hmm. and the fear is good yes uh, and they do an amazing shot inside the car the circular where this where the camera just spins around it goes from uh, the kid to the mom spins around kid again mom and you know of course things are are bad they're inside this hot car uh -huh. in the middle of a hot day and it's disorienting to see this and pan circle pan and then it just gets faster and yeah. faster and faster increasing the you know the feeling that the whole situation is so out of control yeah. um and you know there's there's perhaps a little moral judgment in here uh, on the mom could be uh because uh she has had this affair even though she broke it off she broke it off but her husband saw them uh her 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 lover and her uh, she had just broken it off and he was angry and he wanted her to come back yeah so um, he's like grabbing at her right and the husband's driving through town and sees this interaction play for, out. For just a brief second. Yeah. And then turns his car around to go back and see what's going on. But she has left and he's gone back to his apartment. Yeah. Um, so there's, you know, is this karmic retribution for her infidelity? Um, you know, for, for the whole thing with the dog. Mm. Which... You know, she's well, she's if, just trying to get her car fixed, and then all of a sudden, this happens. This, yeah, she's in this, you know, fight to the canine, death. Yes, this canine-fueled hellscape. Mm -hmm. um, it if it is karmic retribution, it shouldn't include the child. Well, maybe that's the further punishment because she's having to watch her child suffer. Uh, yeah, and so. Karma, and, of course, being an Eastern construct, so... Well, yes, but it's been pretty generalized in the Western yeah. world. Um, there's even a... There's even a... a, a, a like a financial app called Karma. Um, credit Karma? I, yeah, Credit yeah. Karma. Um, not that they're paying us to say that. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she's having... For her few moments of of sexual pleasure, mm -hmm. uh, and you know her husband is so busy that he's sort of ignoring her. He's kind of checked out. And you know he's got this big serial account that he created a spokesperson for. But then it's, there's problems because they used red dye, the and particular so people red, are getting sick. Well, the red dye they used is coming out in their pee and their poo. Yeah. So people think they're having. Uh, bleeding, bleeding, internal bleeding, yeah. when in fact it's just the dye. So the whole campaign is going to get 
can. It's tanked. And, yes. and they're either going to have to create something entirely brand new from scratch um, or they're going to lose this account for, for the advertising agency. And he's just so freaked out by all of this that he's, he's well, and, and he's kind of checked out anyway, even though when he's at home, he's very involved with the kid. He's a great dad. Uh, he's, he's kind of a sort of, he appears to be sort of a nonchalant husband. Kind of. Um, at least she feels that he is. Yes. Um, and he's even talking about having another kid yeah. at one point, um, which just loads her with more work to do. Yeah. Uh, because he's got this big job. Yeah, in he's this high-powered ad man. And she's um, going to be looking at more than twice the work because an infant yes. is, you know, enough work for three children and at at his age their their first child is probably going to regress a little bit probably so yes there will so be issues there there they'll be like complaining and and maybe and more bedwetting less maybe. sleeping yes and, and um, he already has trouble sleeping because he thinks there's monsters, monsters in his in closet it. yeah and and under the bed and dad takes him around the room and does this little mantra with him there's no room for monsters in this room. There's no room for monsters under the bed. There's no. He's he's like making these pronouncements to the monsters. Yeah, and he's got the monster words. Yes, he's got the monster words, um, and which he, he actually writes down when he takes a business trip. Yes, so, so that, that mom can say them. Yes. Um, so I think he's a good dad. He's a good dad. He's just he's not the most attentive husband. No. Um, but he's got work stress. I get it. But well, and you know, I and it's his work that I'm is not, that is supplying them with this beautiful oceanside um, estate that they live on. And, so, and I personally don't think that it's karmic retribution for her infidelity. It's just a crappy thing that happened. It, it's just bad timing. It could be, well, it could be karmic retribution for him too for failing to take the Pinto in like he promised he was going to do. And, you know, and for his and anger for, over the affair and and for his having been checked out. Yeah. In, in their marriage because, you know, he's this this busy man uh, who apparently is too busy. Uh, for his his wife, even though he makes time for the kid, yeah, um, he he apparently cannot squeeze in much quality time with the wife. It's just there's only so many hours in the day and only so much energy that a man has to you know only so much emotional energy that you know and by the time you've put in your high-powered ad man day and then you commute from wherever back to your palatial oceanside main estate and you know hang out with the kid and have supper by by then it's like you know stupid o'clock and who's got time to have a deep meaningful conversation um, with the spousal unit i get it in theory uh, in theory and I'm not cutting him any slack, and I'm really not cutting her any slack. She shouldn't have cheated. He shouldn't have checked out. Yeah. 
people are flawed they're and, fallible and I, I mean the the movie and I don't know if the book is as black and white as this but the movie it's more subtle on the husband's side it, it seems like in the movie the movie's story is punishing D Wallace for the character's infidelity could be um, I didn't so much get that but yeah it's possible yeah well the reason that she and her child are going through this is because she hooked up with this other guy. Uh, at least that's how it can be read. It could be, yeah. I didn't necessarily read it that way, but I wasn't, you know, I was just like, I was all about the dog. What's going to happen with the dog? And oh my God, what's that stuff coming out of the dog's eye? That is the grossest ice pus snot I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's, it's not pretty. What great makeup. Ew. On the dog. On the dog. Yeah, I think they spent most of the budget for makeup on the dog because... And costumes, too. D. Wallace... For the stunt dude. Yeah, didn't need... And the and the stunt dog. Uh, D. Wallace didn't need any real Nothing makeup special. work uh, because she was going to sweat it all off in that car anyway. And they mm -hmm. were really in a car. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really was uncomfortable. I can and, imagine that was not a fun shoot at all. And I heard her interviewed on the King cast, which is uh, two obsessive Stephen King fans. Talking about Stephen King stuff. Talking about Stephen King stuff. And she was interviewed on that podcast. And she said it really took a lot out of her. Oh, yeah. To, be, to make that movie. And she felt like she needed a break. Yeah. After that movie was done. It's, but uh, yeah, um, the uh, the feeling inside the car when Cujo's attacking, um, and you think, well, the doors are made out of metal. Granted, it's a Pinto, so it was thin metal, um, and the glass, the passenger side window shatters. It doesn't come in all the way, but it shatters. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there's this, this constant, and plus, Cujo hides. He doesn't just disappear. He doesn't wander off. Uh, he seems to be intent on killing these people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, at one point, he was sort of under the front of the car. Yeah. And the car is, has quit running because of whatever it is that is Alternator. wrong with it. Well, the alternator light comes on, <clears throat> but it was it was <clears throat> chugging along as they were driving to the yeah. to the repair place. But eventually, it just craps out completely. Yeah, it, and she actually gets it started once, and for whatever reason, stops for a moment. And we're both like, "Dude, just go, just go, just She's, go." She stops for a moment to look at Cujo. Why? I don't know, but Ugh. that's when the car stalls out and never starts again. Never, yes. Uh, because even if she had just gotten some momentum, she could have rolled away. Of course, maybe yeah. Cujo would have followed him. I don't know. But she could have at least gotten a little ways away from the house. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that, that part drove me insane. Yeah, it's like, dude, go, 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 Why go! Why are you stopping? Yeah. <laughs> You're in a you're in a wonky car. Go. If it's just yes, go. if there's as forward motion, go. just go. And and then it dies. Yeah. So I was 
insane about that. Neither of us was happy with that. No. Um, but, yeah, it, I mean, it's a really simple movie. It's a boy, his mom, and a rabid dog. Yeah. At least for the last half of it. And it's Earthbound, which yes. a lot of Stephen King is not. And it's also... Uh, yes, Earthbound as in there's no spirits. Nothing supernatural, no time travel. Yeah, no, it's it's Earthbound. There, this is a thing that happens on Earth. There's no transdimensional character that looks like a clown. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and all that stuff. It's, uh, it, it is pretty much, and I haven't read, I, I have one of his true crime novels, but I haven't finished it. Um, uh, it is probably about as simple a story as there is. There, there's no, there's no Indian burial ground where the the earth is sour. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's nothing. There's, there's no haunted hotel. There's no prison inmate who can take the sins of other people, and you know, it's it, suck them into is, himself and this cure is them. Earthbound. Yes. So it's it's it is one of his simpler stories, but it's also one of the most intense, at least as far as a movie adaptation. Yeah, adaptation goes. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it was. It, it's dated, of course. No cell phones. No, uh, yeah. you know, Pintos. Uh, yeah, and and D. Wallace's haircut is. I think that might have been either a horrible wig. I mean, because it didn't really look like real hair, but it was her real, her normal hair color. Yeah. Um, it, but it was like the worst hair ever. <laughs> it, it bordered on a short mullet. Kind it, of. It was more of a shag. It was shag, a shag. Um, it was just awful. Yeah, yeah it, wasn't, it wasn't pretty. Yeah, um, it was bad. And, um, you know... Danny Pintaro is is great as the little kid. Yeah, he's um, such a good little actor. Yes, um, and he's he's asked to do kind of a lot. It, granted, it's, it's intense for him. Granted, there's a lot of screaming going on. Yeah, uh, especially when Cujo's attacking the car. Yeah, and so that couldn't is is physically taxing. Especially if he had to do multiple takes. Yeah, and uh, and then he's ha he has to sit in this hot car, which part of the time he was really in a hot car. They mm -hmm. weren't on a on a soundstage somewhere with a, a backdrop. They were really on some farm in what? Where did you say Modesto or um, Petaluma? Petaluma. Um, there were several small. Um, California towns where it was filmed. Right. Petaluma was one of them. I remember saying to you, none of that looks like Maine scenery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except the house, maybe. But... Uh, big if, house, big hill, big water. Yeah, if you, uh, if you could tell, if you had been able to tell which way the sun was setting, it would have, that would have given it away. Uh, but it's... It's a really well done, simple film, um, and I I think the whoever did the dog's makeup deserved an Oscar. Oh my it. gosh! Um, right? But Ugh. you know, it's it's if you love dogs, it might be a little hard to watch. Yeah. 
because you know this dog is suffering and you know that once he reached that point um, that he was not going to survive. Yeah. It was eventually going, he was either going to be put down or he was just going to die, die of the disease. Yeah. Um, so as far as that, oh, and also pretty bloody in places. Yes. There's uh, uh, several attack scenes in the film, some bloodier than others. Yeah, D. Wallace gets some dog bites. Yes, and after he is rabid, yeah. so she's going to have to go through all the shots. Ugh. This is back in the day when you had to like take 14 shots in the belly Ugh. or something Ugh. like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Rabies was, is not what you want to get, and it's certainly no, not how you want to go. There is some old film of, uh, I think, someone in a foreign country who had rabies, who had contracted rabies, mm -hmm. and he was in the end stages of it. Oh, and horrible. he's foaming. He, he's, he's delirious. His eyes are just sort of wandering back and forth. Uh, he's tied down because he would have become yeah. aggressive if he could have gotten up. And it looks awful. Yeah, the, rabies is not, you know, that's why they shoot dogs who have rabies. Yes. Because you, there's no... There's no cure for it once it has established itself. Yeah. There is, of course, the vaccine that you hear about every spring or so, or actually all year long, I guess, to get your dogs vaccinated against dogs and cats vaccinated against, against rabies. rabies, yeah. Because... Pretty much every animal in the wild can be a carrier. And if you see a raccoon during the day, there's a very good chance. There is at least a, a decent chance that it's that, rabid. Yeah, because normally they're nocturnal creatures. They are nocturnal. Uh, but there are, you know, the bats can carry it and not show any symptoms of it. Uh, so it is, it is something that has to be taken very seriously. Transmission to humans is very rare. But it can but happen. But it can happen, and there is a there is a treatment for humans if it's caught early. Um, but it's not pleasant. No. The the the. Well, I don't think there are the fourteen shots anymore. I think there's two, maybe. Yeah, but still, this. Well, you know, as long as it isn't one of those big, you know, novelty needle needles that you used to see in cartoons. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's an unpleasant thing. Rabies so. is bad. You don't want it. There's That's, your PSA there for you the go. week. There you go. Uh, you heard it from uh, Stan and Maude. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so what, pray tell, do what rating do you give Cujo? Um, I again expectations were not high for this film. Mm -hmm. Um. I was very pleasantly surprised. I'm going to give it five big, fat, rabid St. Bernards. <laughs> uh, I, too, will give it five stars. It is... It's a great story. It is. And it's told well. It is. Uh, you see, it? there are a few of King's works that have not been turned into, like, um, sequels or um, whole franchises worth of movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, or remade, and this is one of them. Um, it is it, it is so well done, and I just don't know how much of a market it there is for a rabid dog movie. Yeah, uh, you know, outside of Old Yeller and uh, Cujo, uh, I just I just don't think it it would it would be much of a seller. Okay, 
under the wiki tab saying possible second adaptation. Yes, I saw that. Um, and I'm, I'm quoting here, in 2015, Sun Classic Pictures announced that it would develop another, that it would develop another adaptation called Cujo, C-U-J-O, which yes. stands for Canine Unit Joint Operations. Nothing came of it after its announcement. <laughs> yeah, uh, that sounds like a horrible idea. That sounds like a really bad idea just because you could doesn't mean you ought to. Right. Uh, the movie was made for $6 million dollars. And it grossed 21.2. So it was a modest financial success. Um, I don't, I think it, critically, it was mixed at best, right? Yeah, it was, uh, it was sort this of. Is a, this is a 40 year old film this year. So if yes. it spoiled anything for you, sorry. Yeah. Um, um, but um, let's see. It's got a rotten, I thought, yeah, it has a rotten tomatoes of 59. Ouch. Uh, based on 44 reviews. And it has a 57 on Metacritic based on eight reviews. Mm -hmm. um, but it had, it did get some uh, positive reviews. Uh, Janet Maslin of the New York Times wrote the film was by no means a horror classic, but it's a suspenseful and scary. Yeah. Variety panned it, though, as a dull, uneventful entry in the horror genre, a film virtually devoid of surprises or any original suspense. Siskel and Ebert both hated it. Huh. Yeah, Roger Ebert called it dreadful. Yeah. Uh, and Gene Siskel, who, I'm sorry, if you look like that, I'm going to have a hard time taking you seriously. Even though I liked his... I liked his... his Segments on the Today Show back when I used to get up early enough Are to you see it. I, I think you're thinking about Gene Shalit. I am. My my apologies, Gene Shalit. Yeah, with the he looked like a clown with the big furry mustache and the yes. big fro. No, Gene Siskel was not weird looking. No, he wasn't. Gene Shalit was. Uh, well, actually, Gene Siskel is about is who I'm quoting here. Yeah. Uh, he called it one of the dumbest flimsiest excuses for a movie I have ever seen. Well, we politely disagree. Yes, we And um, y'all are both dead, so. <laughs> uh, so we get, so we we get the last word. Uh, uh, so we watched it on H, or excuse me, on Max. Max. Uh, yeah. So if you subscribe to Max, you can uh, see it on there. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can also uh, rent it, of course, in all the places. I think four bucks is probably about the average price yeah and um worth it yeah i think but if you're a stephen king fan or if you just like movies where little kids and their mom are trapped know, almost, in a hot car being almost, attacked by a rabbit dog killed by a rabbit dog yeah. so yeah so um you had so not I, seen it before correct i had not i had I had not seen it. I've heard it talked about numerous times oh, sure. on the Kingcast. It's, it's huge pop culture. Yes, um, and references. I have seen clips. Uh, you know, like the dog ramming his head into the side of the yeah. car. Um, and I knew who Danny Pintaro was, yeah. of course, uh, and Dee Wallace. Mm -hmm. um, she was also the mom in ET. Yes, but no, I had never seen the film in Me its neither. entirety. So much so. That I thought Cujo was their dog. I did too. 
And I didn't realize it was the, the mechanics the dog. white trash family's dog. Oh, you went there, didn't you? Well, he's not a good person. He's not. He hangs out with not good people. Yeah. And he was going to waste all his wife's lottery winnings on alcohol, gambling, and prostitutes. Yeah. Or sex workers. But... Uh, In 1983, it, it was prostitutes still. Well, it probably would have been a less polite phrase. A word. Whores, uh, hookers, uh, streetwalkers. Um, but, uh, yeah, it uh, he deserved it. A couple of people in this movie deserve to be killed, have their throats ripped out by, they had it by Cujo. Uh, and a couple people didn't, like the sheriff, uh, who ends up going to the farm and, yeah. and then is attacked. Um, and and um, nobody could get to the gun to, you know... Sh- but yeah, it's uh, it it's. I, I like the movie. Yes, it's, it's, I did too. It's it's, it's it's a fun popcorn movie. And, it would be great for popcorn. And and not a bad movie for Halloween time. Yeah. So, so in, enjoy Cujo, uh, and you don't have to feel bad about it. What have you been watching, listening to, reading, so on and so forth? Well, before we stumbled upon, um, before we watched Cujo, Mm -hmm. we stumbled upon (laughs) most of another 1983 Stephen King adaptation called Christine. Yes, it's John Carpenter's Christine. Yeah, it's John Carpenter's piece of crap. (laughs) Um, maybe there was something in that first half hour that made the rest of the of what we saw redeemable, but I'm doubting it. Yeah, we we missed the first part of it when we met, once we started watching it. He had already transformed from the the geek with the tape in the middle of his glasses yeah. to the cool dude with the car with the hot car. Yeah, um, and we we saw it from from there um oh it was so bad well uh, you know i didn't hate it i hated it i mean it's the whole concept of the movie is this car is is possessed by a ghost and she's uh, in love with the guy and um, won't let anybody who has any ill feelings toward him or any romantic feelings toward him, Christine's out to get him. Yes. Christine is the name of the automobile. Yes. Um, and she plays nothing but like 50s doo-wop songs. Yeah, and, because she was like a 1958 model or something. Yeah. And, um, and Sweet whenever the radio... machine, but she's the devil. Whenever the radio comes on... And you can tell what's about to happen based on the lyrics of the song. Like he, uh, Christine chokes the, uh, tries to choke to death the, uh, uh, the girlfriend girlfriend. of, of the owner, of the new owner. Um, and he, she crushes, uh, the, um, owner of the garage where it is stored and he's worked on it. Uh, Christine can can repair herself. Yeah, she can uh, morph. Yes. Well, she she can you know when any body damage she has will be gone by the next day. Uh, and at one point, uh, a bunch of bullies from the high school who don't like the kid who owns Christine um, come over and trash the car, 
and uh, then the next day, it's fine. Um, she. She's, she's a she. She's fine. Sorry. All cars no are offense. girls. No offense, Christine. Uh, she She's fine. And then she goes on a killing spree. Uh, yeah. The, uh, just what, what we saw of this movie, to me, looks like a real stinker. <laughs> so I, I will not be... Um, I will not be suggesting that we view this. In I its didn't entirety. hate it, but I hated it. it. I hated what we saw. Yeah, uh, I didn't hate what we saw. It's it's not great, but it, it's it's fine. Also, this is the that's John Carpenter is the man who who did the thing. Yeah, which I liked which, very much. Which we watched a couple of last Halloween or a couple of Halloweens ago. A couple of spooky seasons with, ago with Kurt Russell, and yeah. I was it, I I liked it very much. Yeah, so. So anyway, that's that's our split decision on Christine. Eh. So what what else? I found something so delightful on the Hallmark Channel through our Peacock um, streaming service. Um, it is a TV series called The Way Home. Um, now it started at this year, 2023, on Hallmark. It was a Hallmark original. It premiered in January this year, and in March, um, Hallmark Channel. Um, renewed it for a second season which i am thrilled okay so it stars kyler lee evan williams sadie laflamme snow and andy mcdowell um it so takes, that's not from can it's not canadian um i'm not really sure who okay. produced it but it's a hallmark joint okay um so it, it's it's a time travel thing and um, there are three generations of strong, complex, um, really interesting women. Sadie Laflamme Snow is the granddaughter. Um, Allie, Allie Dewan, she's 15. Um, she accidentally discovers that she, she accidentally discovers a time travel portal um, in a pond on the family property in Canada. Um, Kyler Lee is her mother um and andy mcdowell is the grandmother who looks great by the way yes she does um and evan williams is elliot um a close friend of kyler lee's character cat um he is a friend of hers from um childhood a friend of the family and now he's Allie's um, high school physics teacher um David Webster stars as the teenage Elliot Augustine, who we see in, you know, when earlier back in time. earlier segments. Um, Kyler Lee's character, Kat, is in the midst of a separation from her husband. She is a journalist. She's an award-winning journalist, and um, her marriage is falling apart. And so she decides to take some time away from Minneapolis and take their daughter, Allie, and go up to um, Canada where her mother lives on the family farm. She actually has not seen her mother in 20 years. There's been a separation there. Um, the show is just great. I, I watched all 10 episodes of the first season in two sittings. Um, highly, highly recommend. Um, great writing, great acting. Um, compelling story. Love the whole time travel element in, um, in the pond. Mm -hmm. um, I found it riveting. Loved it. Hmm. 
So Hallmark Channel, we get Hallmark through Peacock. Mm -hmm. So however you can ac access your Hallmark deal, do it. So, um, and uh, we are on vacation. I have been saving a book for vacation and I have started it this week and I'm thrilled. Um, it is Ann Patchett's latest, Tom Lake. It is a, um, it's a pandemic story. Um, a mother and father have their three daughters back on their Michigan cherry farm with them. And part of what's going on is their mother is telling them in bits and pieces um, the story of her life back in the day when she was a, um, an actress. And there are things about the story that she's not telling the girls. And um, it's been great so far. I'm not, I'm not too far in, and, but it's Ann Patchett, and we love her. So um, Ann Patchett's latest, Tom Lake. Pick it up at your local neighborhood independent bookstore if you can. Or go to bookshop.org. Or go there. Excellent. What about you? Um, well, you everything I've watched, you've, you've watched, watched with, with me. me. Okay. Uh, Murder by Numbers on ID. Interesting shtick. Uh, I, I didn't hate it. It is. I didn't either. It is uh, true crime. It follows the investigation of uh, multiple victim murders. Mm -hmm. Now, they don't all have to be at the same place at the same time. Sometimes they are spread out over locations and 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 days or weeks mm -hmm. uh, but uh, they talk to the police detectives and there is reenactments yeah. but there's also some some interview footage of uh, like from uh, family members friends of victims and, and the law also, enforcement agencies and also interrogations mm -hmm. sometimes not every time but sometimes uh, but the, the premise of the thing is um, one murder is a murder. Two murders are... Uh, connected. Are a pattern or connected. A pattern, Th pattern. Three murders means there's more to come. Yes. Uh, and it's, 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 it was interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I've enjoyed what we've watched so far. We have more to go. Of course. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, keep you updated on that if, if you are into true crime. Uh, Hulu finally, finally got the rights to run, to stream Moonlighting. La, 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 la. And this is the uh, late 80s, early 90s uh, comedic detective show starring Sybil Shepherd and a very young Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody pretty much knew who he was. He was, yeah, he was pretty much unknown. And he had hair. Some, um, yes. Uh, and it, it, uh, Sybil Shepherd plays this former supermodel by the name of Maddie Hayes, who has left the modeling game five years earlier, and one morning wakes up to find that uh, her business uh, managers have embezzled all of her money. Ugh. All she has are some um, some failing businesses that she that she was invested in as a tax write-off, mm -hmm. including this detective agency. Including this detective agency, uh, which gets renamed Blue Moon because she was the Blue Moon shampoo girl, mm -hmm. and uh, she's planning on shutting it down too. 
But um, David Addison, played by Bruce Willis, is uh, this this smarmy, uh, fast-talking, uh, uh, charismatic guy mm-hmm. who says that you know he's a great detective, and all he needs is a chance to show her. And uh, when she is out on a date with a plastic surgeon that is not going well, uh, David shows up, and while he's trying to get away from her, or while she's trying to get away from him, uh, she's waiting on an elevator, and the door's open, and this guy falls dead at her feet with a knife in his back. Yeah. And before he falls to the floor, he, he puts a watch on her, on her wrist. Yeah. And that is their first mystery mm-hmm. uh, because there's something special about the watch. Um, I remember this show from when it was on the air the first time. On ABC, first runs. The, uh, the, the whole, aside from the mystery of the week, there was the whole mystery of will they, won't they? Yeah. And that's when the show fell apart, when they. Yeah. Um, and also didn't help that there were production delays caused by getting the scripts done, um, and also the fact that uh, Willis and uh, Shepard did not like each other. Um, there were screaming matches on the set. She considered him unprofessional. He considered her much like he uh, his character considers her character to be sort of an ice princess. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know they just had this this um, acidic kind of relationship. And then there was her whole the season where there was her whole pregnancy. Yes. Yes. Not his baby, not the character David Addison's mm-hmm. baby, but her, in her personal life. Mm-hmm. And they did the thing where they tried to dress her to look like she's not pregnant. Yeah. Uh, and then they eventually wrote it in, yeah. and it was his baby um, in the show. Um, and the last, you know, after they after they yeah. you know, hooked up, it was like, okay. And then it just became about this awkward relationship they have. The magic, and it just changed. It just and wasn't, died. you know, you know, Scully and Mulder. They. They they were a word. Will they? Won't they? Mm-hmm. They stretched that one out a little longer. They did, but eventually they did. Yeah, and and that's when that show started to come apart. Um, also, the fact that it had been running for a while and they were running out of ideas and people were wanting to leave and all of that. But uh, the will they? Won't they? Part just it it works best if it's never resolved. If they don't. If, if they can keep that sort of tension tension going. Uh, otherwise, they should just end the show. But the first few seasons of Moonlighting, excellent stuff. Magic. Although I, I did not love the pilot, as I mentioned to you. And I don't remember ever having seen the pilot. Uh, I, I have memory. I have almost no memories of any of this any of these shows, any of these episodes. Now, full disclosure, Stan, actually, I remember when I saw my first Moonlighting episode, we were in the den at my parents' house, and I I don't remember what was going on. It seems like maybe I was trying to do a project for school, 
it wasn't um, it I don't think it was anything to do with the wedding yet but we you were like oh there's the show I've been watching let's turn it on and it was a moonlighting episode and, and I was hooked and that was you know one of the earliest memories I have of you finding something really cool on TV and introducing me to it um, so that's been a big thread running through Stan and Maud's entire marriage. It's that's been um, Stan finding cool stuff to watch and introducing Maud to it. So thanks, Boo. Oh, you're welcome, Boo. Yeah. And finally, we watched Desperately Seeking Soulmate Escaping Twin Flames Universe. Oh, my God. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, it is a cult. Yeah. Whether they don't like that language or not, doesn't matter. It is definitely a cult, a cult of personality. Yeah. Um, and it's these people try, who claim they have all the answers for you to find happiness with your perfect twin flame, mm -hmm. which is their reference to your, your soulmate. Yeah, except it's way beyond soulmate. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. And, and it's three episodes long. Each episode's about an hour. And uh, it, it's another one of those things where I do not understand how people fall for it. I don't either. And the two, the leaders of this cult, um, Jeff and Shalia, um, are utterly detestable. <laughs> and the longer they go on, the more detestable they become. Yes, especially Jeff. He's sort of oh yeah, the he face thinks he's it. he thinks he's God. But some people, or actually, that, he thinks he's Jesus. But some people think Shalia is really the the, the, the brains, brains behind, behind it. it all. But know. yeah, it's a it was a very interesting. We watched all three episodes together. Of course, we're on vacation, so we have time. Uh -huh. uh, and um, it's uh, it's it's really interesting. And, and it's also icky. something that makes me go, how desperate do you have to be? Yeah. So, uh, oh, also of course they charge for classes in the uh, yeah. th tens of thousands of dollars. And it's so. a pyramid in that they you have to recruit more and more right. coaches and more coaches means more money and right. it's like they're up top and everybody else triangles down. Right. Uh, so anyway, uh, that is Desperately Seeking Soulmate Escaping Twin Flames Universe on Amazon Prime. Ugh. Okay. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Comedy Tragedy Marriage. We appreciate it. Uh, if you would follow us on Spotify, that does us the most good. But whatever podcast platform you use, that is great. We appreciate it if you do that. And also, if you share us with your family and friends on social media, that helps us out a lot as well. Uh, if you have a, a movie or TV show or documentary you think we should watch and talk about, uh, send that to us in an email. Send us the name of it and why you think we should watch it. Send it to ComedyTragedyMarriage at gmail.com. And who knows, you just might be the topic of our next episode of Comedy Tragedy Marriage. But next week, we wrap up spooky season with Dr. Sleep. Okay. The sequel to The Shining. All righty. I'm Stan the Movie Man. That's Maud the Movie Broad. Love you. Love you. And until next time. Later. later.